looking around this evening, if I think I've got my maths right, I think our combined age would be about 2,000. <laughs> Not to be too rude about it. <laughs> yeah. Do a quick calculation yourself a bit later and see if you come to about the same. But the thing is, of course, it's been about 2,000 years, see the connection, between Jesus' birth and today, roughly. We don't know exactly when Jesus was born. We don't know the year. Don't know the time of year, even if we're honest about it. But we know it definitely happened in Bethlehem. And we know it definitely involved amazing things. We've heard a lot about it in our carols this evening and some of the readings as well. And sometimes you will receive a Christmas card which has got an artist's impression or depiction of what they think happened as well. Of course you can read about it in the Bible in some of the early chapters of two books. That's Matthew and Luke. You can read some vivid accounts of what happened at that first Christmas time. Tonight, we're going to hear about several characters that were in that story. And all of them travelled either a short distance or a long distance to see what was going on there. If you like, they had to go from A to B. If these people hadn't travelled, I think we wouldn't have the same story at all. So let's just keep that in mind. As I go on a bit, sorry, as I talk to you just now as well. When I was growing up in the 1970s, one of the most stimulating things I used to do was to make a den. Did you ever do that when you were younger as well? Yeah, in the long summer, like 1976, that was a great summer, weren't it? In the long summer, I could easily find some woods nearby or we had a large garden. I could make a den really easily. But if it was a bit cold or wet outside or the winter or something, I'd have a look around and see what was available at home to make a den. Do you want to come back with me in time? Brilliant. Sometimes it's good when people leave things around, isn't it? And you can just uh, sort of have a bit of a go at things. Like this. Look. Yeah, this is going all right, isn't it? Yeah. Now, it's taking shape, but it's not there yet, is it, really? Okay, I've got something else in mind. So you've had a good day then? <laughs> yeah? Right, let's see what can happen. Right, uh, Mrs. Stevenson. Oh, thank you. Oh, lovely. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh. And you know, in the 70s, I'd get in my den, maybe do a bit of colouring, a uh, bit of drawing, or I might take a book. And do you know, it's a place of safety in the den. Isn't it? That's how it was when I was a kid. You'd just go in your den, 
on your own generally or in the summer outside it would be with other people maybe but in the den on your own you'd just be having a good time and then your mum or your dad or someone would call you and you'd get out and it would be time to have your lunch or something like that or do your homework but the thing about the den like we say is it's a place of safety it's a place I enjoyed being on my own doing the things I enjoyed doing on my own colouring, weird inventions, maybe a sing-song or reading like we've been saying, but definitely not all of those things at the same time. But that's the sort of thing I got up to in the 70s. The three groups of people that we're going to look at tonight all had a den of safety as well. They had a place where, metaphorically, they could say, I enjoy being there, that's comfortable. That's a place I'm happy being. But they didn't stay there. They didn't just stay in this place of safety. They moved out. So let's look at some people like that. We know that Mary and Joseph were Jesus' earthly parents. And they liked each other very much. And they got engaged to be married been very blunt they hadn't had sex with each other or with anyone else but Mary found out that she was pregnant what are to do Joseph felt that the right thing to do was just call off the engagement call off the marriage and just not be with her anymore break off the relationship but an angel had visited him before and told him that God had arranged all of this. Wow. He was in this place of safety. He thought he was going to marry this girl of his dreams. They'd have children and they'd live happily ever after. And yet now, something different was occurring. He even found out that another angel had visited his fiancée. And she'd heard from God as well. Now, when I was a child, my parents told me about the birds and the bees. In a very sensitive and appropriate way, of course. And we all know, don't we, how babies start to get, uh, start life. But this baby was going to be very different from all the others that had ever been born. He was going to be the Messiah. This baby was going to be the saviour of the world because he was both fully God and fully man. From being safe in their den mentally and loving each other and thinking they knew what was going to happen, God had spoken to them in a very real way. And now he was asking them to trust him. And to do something different. And because they were good religious people, brought up really well, they wanted to obey what God said. They accepted what he said. Their destination was different to where they had mentally and spiritually started off. But they knew they had to obey God and not stay in their den. How about... The second group of people. 
the wise men. Can you imagine what their life was like? The Bible tells us that they came from the east. So maybe they weren't kings, maybe not. Maybe they were the more astrologers or soothsayers, that sort of thing, religious men like that. So maybe they didn't wear crowns. But I'm pretty certain, I'm guessing, but I'm presuming, they were quite old men. So I think they might have a big beard. And even though they are sort of not kings, I think these men wore nice hats. Can you see the proper fur? So I think the wise men, I can't speak with this on, <laughs> I think the wise men look like this. Have you ever seen a picture of the wise men like this? Haven't you? I think this is exactly what they look like. They were old, and most people wore hats in those days, so they had a hat on. So as they were going to baby Jesus, just like this, and maybe had white and red robes on as well, I'm not sure, but as they went to Jesus, they were coming out of their den because they started off in palaces, big grand places where... They were employed maybe by kings and other rich men. Where was their destination? Not a palace. The star didn't take them to the temple in Jerusalem. It took them to somewhere very different. To the stable in Bethlehem. Maybe it was a little bit stinky. Maybe it was ill-lit. But that was so different from where they started off. But they felt God was calling them to go somewhere and to do something different. Not to stay the same as they were. Not to stay in the same place as they were. But to move on from their den of safety to somewhere else. So who's the last person I want us to briefly think about? We could investigate the angels. We could investigate the shepherds, but I want to go for the big one. I want to think about Jesus. Jesus travelled as well. Mary and Joseph, they travelled mentally, having to think about Mary being pregnant, even though they would not had sex. The kings had to travel quite a distance over several weeks from a big, posh, plush palace to a stinky stable. I think Jesus travelled the furthest distance in a way. Jesus, the Son of God, was in heaven before he came to earth. None of us got the choice of being born or who our parents were, who we're like. Jesus had the choice because he pre-existed before he was born. He was in heaven that was his den of safety, if you like. What a beautiful place heaven was. All the worship, all the adoration towards him. And yet he put all of that aside. And started off in this stable. And then, over the next 33 years, 
He was ignored. He was spat upon. He was punished. He was even crucified. How different is that to heaven? His den of safety being crucified. There's a few brilliant sentences in a book called John in the Bible. And it summarises very nicely while Jesus, why Jesus was born in Bethlehem. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus went on a journey, just like the other people did. But his journey was by far the greatest. Heaven was safe, warm and beautiful. Earth was totally different. I could easily get us to think about how we might react if we were Mary and Joseph. Or if we were the kings. But I don't want us to think about those things. I want you today, and maybe over the next few days... Is just think about where your den of safety is at the moment. Where do you feel most comfortable? Where's the easiest place that you sort of just cocoon yourself and just think, oh yeah, this is so good. I enjoy being here. I wonder if God is calling you to journey on somewhere, to travel, not to stay where you are. Just like Mary and Joseph and the kings travelled. I wonder if God is saying, why don't you travel along with me? You've probably got questions about life and God. I know I certainly have. Things happen in our lives, don't they? That make us question what's going on. But the journey I'm on is that I know I'm not on my own. I know that God is with me. As I'm walking through life, as I'm journeying in different ways, in different sort of situations, God is encouraging me on. He's doing the same with you. As you go to bed tonight, as the Colonel mentioned, why don't you pray and say, God, will you help me to journey on with you in my life? Not to live my life for myself but to know that you're with me and that you're revitalising me as I'm following you, as the Colonel said. God is giving you the chance to have your life revitalised tonight. So let's all take the opportunity to do that. Let's include God as we travel along in our journeys from our den of safety to wherever we're going over the next few years.